Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And on this episode, you'll be listening to Kevin, who is a tattoo artist based in New York City. Now, Kevin has traveled all over the world, and he's going to discuss what it's like to be a tattoo artist while abroad. In particular, Kevin discusses an experience when he got a tribal tattoo by an actual tribe in Asia. He discusses tattoo history, how he got into tattooing, some famous people he's tattooed, and finally, he departs some words of wisdom for those that might be aspiring tattoo artists or just for anyone that wants to travel the world. A little bit of a different episode for you. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. Kevin, welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How you doing, man? Good, man. What's going on? Chilling, chilling, chilling. For those that don't know, I've been trying to get Kevin on my podcast for the good part of a year. <laughs> so, we, so we finally found the time. We finally found the time to, to, to get together and do this. All right, Kevin, so let's get right to it. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. So my name is Kevin King. Uh, I'm a New York City-based tattoo artist who hasn't been in New York City for pretty much the past year. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Man. That's me. I like to travel and uh, do tattoos. That's my thing. That's this thing. That's what this is going to be about. So it's going to be, obviously, as Kevin knows that we spoke about previously, this is about, you know, in living color abroad. So tell us a little bit about your background, Kevin, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So my mother is Korean. Uh, my father is, uh, you know, plain old white American dude, uh, but uh, yeah, I was born in Germany, um, moved to the States when I was like maybe two and a half, three, and then uh, I kind of hopped around. I think we landed in Louisiana for a little bit, and then Oklahoma, and then I went to Pennsylvania for elementary school, back to Oklahoma for wow. middle school, high school in Atlanta, and then all those places sucked, no offense to anyone there. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. See, I didn't, I didn't know that part about your story. You were born in Germany and you moved around. Do you think that's played a factor into why you like moving a lot as well? Like, you, you know, you don't like being maybe stuck in one place? I think so. I think I think it definitely has. You know, like growing up, you kind of, um, well, in my situation anyway, like, like, like part of you kind of wishes that you were just raised in one place, you know, because you talk to some people that are kind of like born or raised in one place and they have their their neighborhood friends that they've known since like first grade or Mm -hmm. this is their neighbor or or whatever. And like, you don't really get that when you, when you move around so much. Um, But on the flip side of that, like after, you know, becoming a bit older and and whatnot, I realized that, you know, it kind of gave me, it gave me a taste for kind of everything. Um, So for instance, like when I was in, in Pennsylvania, I lived in pretty much, it was pretty much all white people. Mm -hmm. Um, When I moved to Oklahoma, that was, kind of oddly the first time I was around some kind of diversity. Um, it was actually in a military town, so it was, it was fairly diverse. Um, and then when I lived in Atlanta, it was predominantly black. I mean, we had a, we had a small, like, Southeast Asian population, um, you know, Central and South American a little bit. But, you know, so I kind of lived in a lot of different, uh, I guess, environments and demographics. And um, I think that probably 
had a huge impact on, on me wanting to be around different types of people all the time and, and not kind of like just stay put, you know? Mm. And, and so obviously you being born outside of the country, you being biracial, you moving around a lot. Did you also like, did you form part of your identity in, in these different environments, right? Because if you're going from like, you know, like a predominantly white community to a predominantly black community, and here you are as a biracial person, right, that you're Asian and white, how did, did that fuck with you in any kind of way? Um, you know, I think I was pretty fortunate. I, I know a lot of people will, I mean, even people that are like, you know, one race and, mm -hmm. and grow up around different kind of people, I feel like a lot of times will encounter, you know, a lot of like issues um, from, from you know, their peers or society or whatever, mm -hmm. and then like internal issues and stuff. I, I think for the most part, like, I was pretty all right. Um, I feel like I got lucky somehow in terms of not wishing that it was like, you know, different or mm -hmm. this or that. Um, but in terms of like, um, kind of being influenced by all these places, like for sure, like it's, it's, I like it in a way, but then in a way it's, it's kind of weird. Like elementary school, for instance, I'm in Pennsylvania. It, it's pretty much all white people that I'm living with. And you know, like you're listening to like, 90s alternative rock and, and and all this kind of stuff so that's something that like speaks to my upbringing my childhood um like if i'm going to karaoke i'm, I'm singing all <laughs> 90s like you know i'm singing yeah. like alanis morissette and smashing pumpkins third eye blinds <laughs> yeah exactly man exactly and uh you know so like i i picked up things from from different places that i lived and then when i was atlanta in atlanta um it wasn't I don't think it was that bad, but I mean, when I talk about it to a lot of people, they're like, damn, that was a bad neighborhood, that was a bad school. You know, I was just used to it because I was just there. But, yeah. like, you know, I speak different around people, like, from Atlanta or even just, you know, kind of living in, in, in kind of a, like, you know, quote unquote, like, hood setting. Mm -hmm. Like, even in New York, like, when I moved to New York, like, you know, all my friends were from, like, you know, certain areas and spoke a certain way. And, and I picked up on that, like, just being around people for so long and you know sometimes i'll be in a group and i'll be like a really like proper dude and then there's a dude <laughs> from the hood and then there's a girl from this place and that place and like i kind of talk to people in a different way not because i'm trying to mimic them or mm -hmm. or act it's like i actually have these different um like influences mm -hmm. from different parts of my life so it's kind of it's kind of weird if that makes any sense no it does and i, th and I think <laughs> yeah. you know I think to another level, some people, I don't know if there's a class of like, you know how people say like code switching, like when you're around yeah. your friends or whatever, or your professionals say you know how to switch. And I think that is very important for people to know how to do, right? Regardless, like if you were your friends, you shouldn't talk the same way you talk to your friends if you were in a professional setting. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that would be really fucking awkward. So. <laughs> it just gets awkward sometimes when it's a group of like a few different kind of people and I'm just like, uh, like. Yeah, 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 you know, I know what you're saying. Sometimes people are kind of confused, or they might get the idea like this guy's just trying to like, you know, act like he. And I'm yeah, like, he's a no, poser. He's just, a poser. This is me. <laughs> like, like I can't help. Like I, act, I actively have to like try to filter myself if I'm gonna try to speak one way to everyone. You know. Got you. Got you. All right. So let's get let's get into into your into your career. Right. You are an artist. All right. So I know nothing about tattooing, uh, but <laughs> what is something that influence you in tattooing like was there a certain like style was there like a tattoo artist that you saw that you're like oh shit that's what i want to do like what exactly influenced you to like do what you currently do 
I mean, honestly, like, so, so when I got into it, it was really just, you know, I always thought tattooing would be a cool thing to do. I just never saw it as uh, something attainable. You know, I, I knew that it took a good solid art background and, and drawing skills and, and it takes a long time for apprenticeship and all this kind of stuff. And I just never saw it as something that, that was a possibility for me. But when I was offered um, to be taught tattooing and to be taken into this shop, uh, I was like, this is this is the opportunity. Let me just go for it. So I kind of did it because I was like, I need to do this now or it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, and then when I started doing it, I mean, obviously one of the biggest uh, influences, I'd say like the first influence was, um, you know, just viewing my teacher's work, like, like seeing the way that he works with tattoos, like just drawing everything up and, and how everything's like laid out and composed. And obviously the final product, I was just like, wow. Um, and aside from that, I think early on, I think most of the stuff that really spoke to me and still does honestly is just, you know, black tattoos. Um, mm. You know, there's a lot of amazing color work out there. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of amazing tattoos from from kind of every kind of style you can think of. Mm. Um, but I really love black ink. It, it, you know, it, it, it's it's darker, it's bolder, it lasts longer, it stays sharper, mm. um, it has more of an impact. You know, and uh, you know that that's really any, any kind of like I don't want to say any black tattoos, but I just like black ink. I don't know. Got you, got you, got you. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. So you 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 do an apprenticeship, right? When do you become like, all right, I can now officially tattoo? When did that happen? Um, I don't. I think it just kind of happened, man. Like I had been practicing, I've been drawing, I've been tattooing on like you know um, synthetic skin and like oranges and all that. I tattooed like one or two friends. You could tattoo an orange. And then, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, so that's one of the things that you'll, you'll practice on, like, it kind of, in a way, kind of mimics, I wouldn't say it mimics skin, but that's something that, that's commonly okay, tattooed cool, on cool. when you're practicing, it's, it's cheap, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, basically the best, the best thing you can do, uh, prior to actually tattooing someone is tattoo pig skin, but, hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of gross, so, <laughs> you know, like, some people are cool with it, some people are like, I'm not trying to go to the butcher What if somebody comes over your house and you just got a fucking pig in your house? How do you explain uh, that? You see, you see that the pigs, the, the pig sty. You put like a fucking little heart on it. Shit like that. Yep, yep. Hell yeah, I'm just drawing on this, uh, this pig back. <laughs> oh yeah, shit, like, that, that is hilarious. Like, you know, you do that, and and uh, I don't know, man. Like I tattooed a few friends and. You know, the manager or whatever would just come over and check it out. He's like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's good for like where you're at. And um, I was just hanging out one day. I was like drawing like every day. I'm just like sitting there like bored drawing, trying to like figure out what to draw, figure out how to make it better. And um, I think the first client that I had, like she had just walked into the shop. Um, I think she was getting like a some kind of like chemical compound or, or, or something, to, something really mm -hmm. simple, like a few lines a number and a letter or something like that. And, um, yeah, basically the manager was like, yo, like, come over here and talk to her. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, tattoo her. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And then he kind of <laughs> took me over to the side and he's like, this is the price. If she asks, you've been tattooing for four years. And I'm like, 
all right, cool. <laughs> and um, and then I just had to do it, like you know. And he Damn. wasn't like supervising me or being like, do it. He was just like, yeah, you know what to do now. So I was just like, I was like, oh shit, man. How um, nervous were you, man? I was. It was weird. Like I was, I was very nervous in a way, but thankfully, I don't want to jinx myself. But <laughs> <laughs> thus far in life, when there's a situation where it actually does make me pretty nervous. There's something, there's probably like a word for it or, or a script. I don't know. There's probably some official like explanation of what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's almost as if something else kicks in and overrides that. So mm. it's almost like I feel this, this pressure or this nervousness, but something else kicks in and kind of just like mutes it. Dope, dope. And, and also for people that are listening that, that might not be aware... Kevin is an accomplished tattoo artist. It's not like I'm just talking, hey, my friend's a tattoo artist. Like, let's just get him on the podcast. Like, no, he's an accomplished tattoo artist. So please tell our listeners, people that you have tattooed, which I'm sure they would they would know. There's been there's been a handful of like like, you know, people that you that you would recognize. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, like like I tattooed Solange a few years back. Hopefully she comes back in, gets another tattoo. I'm trying to convince her to come back in. Um <laughs> I did a I did a small tattoo for uh, for OBJ. Uh, it's a secret don't, secret one though. I don't think anyone knows what it is. Okay. Just a little small one. And then um, to I mean basically where I'm at now. So like I work at uh, I work at Bang Bang, uh, which we have two locations. We have one in like I guess it's like Bowery area, and then we have one in Soho. Um, but I mean, if you're familiar with the brand, like I'm sure you know who comes in. If you're not, like basically Bieber like the kardashian shit like basically everyone comes in to get tattooed you know okay. what i mean um so basically anyone famous like the highest yeah. of the high like the, <laughs> like the the boss man's the one tattooing like bieber and all those you know got it got it but they do come into your shop yeah they're always in there like um so i was gonna say before like like there's definitely like there's like actors and actresses and singers and like all these like crazy accomplished people and stuff mm-hmm. that i've tattooed before that that either I didn't know who they were and then found out after or like I didn't know who they were and I still don't know who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so no offense to anyone. Like, like All right. That, give me an example. Like doing their thing. I, just, I don't keep up with anything. You know what I mean? So I just don't. I just don't know. Maybe that helps you. That's a, that's a feel of pressure. Like, wait, who is that? Okay. I, I still don't know who no, the fuck I that is. I think it's good. And actually one thing I've learned, um, you know, like, like, now that it's normal for me to just like kind of be around um, these high profile people and like celebrities and all these like accomplished people, like it, I, I've learned like it, it's something that I knew beforehand, but like when you're constantly around them, you really understand like, okay, like they're just people. And, um, you know, like when you just treat them like people, it, it's kind of cooler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like I've seen when people kind of react and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and sometimes they're flattered, but a lot of times they're just kind of like, all right, cool. Like, and then that interaction's done. Yeah. Um, whereas like they, they kind of appreciate if you just treat them as a person as they are, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've become friends with, with, with certain people and, um, have had like really like interesting, deep conversations with certain people and, and, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, there it's is someone thing. you know. There is someone that I think you have tattooed that I have a crush on, like a super like. I think she was a beautiful woman, and this yeah. is uh she was on. Oh man, she's an actress. She has a uh, she's she has. Oh my gosh, she's black. She's been on Boardwalk Empire. She's been on uh, you know what I'm talking about? What's her name? Meg? Not Meg. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
I know who you're talking about. What's the name? <laughs> uh, you talk. You talk about Margo. Margo, there you go, Margo. Yeah, Margo, Mar- yo, Margo's dope, bro. Like she Margo's is, dope. and Margo, if you're listening, you are beautiful as well, Margo. <laughs> yo, Margo is dope. Margo and her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one putting that in there. Nice job putting that in. Margo, it's all right. It's all right, Margo. Another lifetime. Another lifetime, Margo. And she's 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 amazing. Like she has like a really good energy. Like I think the first time that I met her, just like off the bat, I was like, yo, like this chick's cool as hell. Like she's super dope. Um, I actually need to hang out with these guys soon. Um, now that I'm actually back in New York, I gotta hit them up. So yeah, you should send them listen to the podcast as well. I'll send a <laughs> selfie for you and, and you know. Yeah, and, uh, and with we'll her boyfriend in it though. <laughs> What's her last name again? Margo what? What's her last name? Uh, Bingham. I'm pretty sure. Bing- Bingham, right? Margo yeah. B- yeah, Margo Bingham. Yes, Margo. You're a great actress and also very beautiful. So, yes. She's um, the best, man. And she could sing. She could sing. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. So now let's get into the component of the abroad component, right? So you're about your accomplished career as a tattoo artist, your influences, all that stuff. All right. So what is your first experience of going abroad? Just going abroad in general. What was your first, first experience? I can't even remember the first, like, I don't even know where the first place I was. So I remember my first solo travel. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that one. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember when, the, I don't know, like five years <laughs> ago, maybe four or five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, my first solo trip, I went to, uh, I went to Malaysia. Um, super random. Like, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about Malaysia and it wasn't like on my list of travels or anything. Um but I, I found out about some like travel deal and what was it? I think I got a, I got a ticket from Philly to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia mm. for, I think it was like $310 round trip. Wow. On a, I think it was on Qatar Airlines too, which is like great. Like if you ever been on Qatar Airlines, like it's, it's one of the best. I heard that. So I was like, all right, like I gotta go to Philly, but it's not that far away. So, um, you know, I took a bus to Philly, caught the flight went to Malaysia and um Malaysia was dope man like it's just such a it's such a unique place like it's really unique like the the uh the cultural makeup of the place is really interesting so it's like predominantly Malay but then you have a lot of Indian you have a lot of Chinese Mm. um it's just dope man like like everything looks beautiful people look beautiful food is amazing um, there's street food all over the place, and then Singapore is right there. So like, I hopped over to Singapore. Mm. Um, Singapore is one of my favorite places as well. I probably would like to end up in Singapore at some point because um, it probably has the best quality of life on earth out of anywhere. Mm. But um, yeah, that was my first experience, man. And that was, uh, you know, it was cool to go to such a unique place just in general. But being my first, uh, I guess, like solo trip, it it really showed me like, wow, like this is something I need to do more of. Yeah. Um, Cause I wasn't really like nervous about it or anything. I didn't, I didn't even really think about it, like, Oh shit, I'm going by myself. I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going by myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but after doing that, I was like, I gotta do this like at least 50 times more. <laughs> yeah. So travel is definitely, and of course I have an episode about so travel, none other than Roderick, who is yes, a really sir. close friend as I met Kevin with through Roderick. <laughs> Uh, crazy guy he is, and they were just in Ecuador. Uh, I would think yes. about that a little bit. So, all right. So as so again, 
I, as a musician, when I when I travel on my soul travel, I look for the music. Like right off the jump, like I want to hear music. I want to see what's this, what's the vibe, what's the scenes here when, in regards to them to wherever I travel. What's the music like? And I might have some already some. I might know some things about where I'm going and their music, so I want to like search that shit out. So if I go to New Orleans, I want to hear some jazz. If I, go to, if I went to Cuba, I want to hear some salsa. So you as an artist, as a tattoo artist, is there anything like visually that you like look for? Like, all right, I gotta see this, this, and that to like to to I guess to uh fulfill that artistry part of your brain. Uh, for me, so there's a lot of things like like to speak on the. I guess the artistry side and, uh, and pertaining to me being a tattoo artist. Like, mm-hmm. so if I go somewhere where there is a tattoo culture, um, I definitely seek that out. Uh, like for instance, when I was in, well, actually one of the parts of, of Malaysia, this was the second time I went to Malaysia, but there's an island called Borneo. Um, and if, if you guys aren't familiar, so there it's, it's broken up into three countries technically. Um, there's a part that's Malaysia. There's a part that's Indonesia. There's a part there's a part that's Brunei, um, but both Malaysia and Indonesia have tattoo history on that island mm-hmm. um, from different tribes, from different people. Um, but anyway, for instance, like when I went there, I was like, I have to see some of this traditional tattooing. Um, I gotta see like the designs and the tools they're using and meet some of the artists. And, and we got to see a little bit of that. There, there, there's a lot more that we saw when we were in Indonesia on another trip, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I definitely seek out like, okay, what's the tattooing culture here? Like, where does this come from? And, um, you know, I'm always looking at, uh, you know, like architecture and just structures and, and, um, you know, some places it's not super interesting, but some places it's amazing. And, and when you go pretty much anywhere in Asia, um, you're going to see amazing architecture. You're going to get a lot of inspiration, uh, for designs and tattoos, um, it shows you a lot about the history. Got it, got it, got it. And is there a place in particular that has, because I get, I don't know anything about like tattoo history or like tribal, t- tribal tattoos, but of course, when I think about like tribal tattoos, I'm thinking about places that still have native peoples, right, that are still around. So is there any, is Asia a, a prominent place for like tattoo history or is there other parts of the world as well? Uh, Asia is a very prominent place, very, very prominent place. Um, but there, I mean, it's, it's, the, the cool thing about tattoos is like there's a there's a tattoo history almost everywhere in the world. Mm. Um, so I mean like like one of the one of the best experiences, um, for instance. So going back to, to Indonesia. Yeah. So I went to Indonesia with Roderick, and um, we went deep in the jungle, man. Like deep, <laughs> deep, deep in the jungle on this island uh, off the coast of uh, Sumatra, and. Um, you know, like these dudes are chilling, like they're 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 living how they were. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, a few things are different. Um, like one or two of them might have like a Nokia that they'll check every few days, or or you know they have some like tea that comes in a bag, mm-hmm. um, or like a water boiler or something. But other than that, it's like you know the house was built, took three years. You know, you're going to the woods chopping down stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're wearing, like, their, their, their native dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting up at four, working, going out, like, hunting and fishing and stuff. So, but anyway, the, 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 the tattooing aspect, like, um, you know, both of us got tattooed. And uh, it, it, it was cool to see that. Uh, but then to actually get the tattoo was, was, was dope, man. Like, 
just to see that. that How would you describe the difference history. of that of the of a of a tribal tattoo, someone tattooing you with I don't know what versus a modern times <laughs> modern times tattoo? How would you describe the difference? Very different, man. So, so you have I mean you have different types, um, but I guess in the 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 simplest way to kind of separate mm-hmm. like modern from from older traditional and, and, and tribal tattooing is mm-hmm. you know nowadays we use machines whether that be rotary or like a coil machine like at the end of the day like there's some kind of electricity going through it's basically forcing this mm-hmm. needle down hundreds and hundreds of times thousands of times <laughs> um you know it's, it's 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 a lot easier it's still a very hard thing to do don't get me wrong yeah. but <laughs> it's a lot easier nowadays um you know we're very you know we take care to, to make everything sanitary and clean and comfortable and all this and then you go to, you know, you go to a village somewhere and um, they're doing it how they used to always do it. And, you know, you're going to get like a bamboo stick with a thorn from like a rose or an orange tree or whatever. And like they're just like mixing up some kind of like soot in a coconut with their finger mm-hmm. and like water. And that's your ink. And then they're just either like kind of shoving the needle in uh you know, bit by bit, or they're tapping it with another piece of wood or bamboo. Damn, it's uh, it's hard to explain without having the visual, but I, I yeah. think I think you get what I'm I, saying. I, 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 do, like, I mean, it sounds painful, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like it better in a way. I like it a lot better. So, what kind of pain tolerance do you, do you think a normal person would need to have to get like a tribal tattoo, like done by people that live in a village? What kind of pain tolerance do um, you think? It's hard to say, man. Like, it really depends. Like what exactly you're gonna get tattooed like how big is it how intricate what body part ah, okay and, that makes um, sense. what did you get what you did know, you get tattooed tough. i so i got uh so basically what i got i don't know one of the nicknames they'll call it like the borneo rose and um it's kind of it's kind of the version of the islands um take on this this motif or this symbol okay um, so it's kind of like this like really uh i guess crude like sun on my, <laughs> on my shoulder and that was just like hand tapped in to, to be honest it, it was way better than than getting a, a modern tattoo with a machine oh wow um i didn't think it really was that bad um and it probably only took like 45 minutes so it was cool got but it, it's got definitely it. a way different experience like you're just laying on the ground you know no one's wearing gloves they're like <laughs> smoking tobacco and banana leaf and shit while they're tattooing you and then I mean, yeah, it definitely sounds like an experience. Like, yes. He's like cleansing your tattoo with crushed up leaves and the yellow water, and you're like, all right, cool. You know. Does does, it, does that make you appreciate your own artistry? Artistry when you see something like that, like like wow, this is the way this shit basically started, and I'm doing this in a very different way now. But do you gain some, like appreciation for that? Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, like it's it's. I think it's really important to see that. Like I, I don't. I'm not going to say that, like, every tattoo artist should go do that or that they need to. Mm-hmm. I think realistically, like, most aren't. But um, I think ones that really, really care about uh, the origins and the history of it and, and people that do want to get, like, more connected to the artistry of tattooing, especially if that's what they're doing, um, I, w- I would recommend it. I think it's really important, man. Like, I, I gained a lot from it. I, I appreciate it even more now. And, um, yeah, man, like, like... I think that's probably one of the, the best things I could have done. All right. So I have a question right, in regards to that. Because, again, I don't know anything about, like, tattoo or tattoo history. But what is the, is the reason that tattooing even originated? 
Like, what was the purpose of it, if there was one? So it's all it's all really going to depend on, like, what time period and where, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, everywhere kind of has their, their different reasons. Um, but, I mean, if you're going, like, way, way back, like, you're going back to, like, like tribal and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it was... Um, I don't want to give any like specific names or regions yeah, yeah. just, just to, to make sure it's not like inaccurate. But yeah. um, for instance, like maybe one part, one tribe, you know, maybe they started tattooing to, uh, you know, protect themselves. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of tribes will have beliefs about, um, you know, if I get this tattooed, it's going to protect my body. It's going to protect my health from from bad spirits or this thing. Mm. Um, or like if I get this tattoo, this is going to bring luck. You know, if I get, if I get, uh, different types of plants, um, and, and trees and stuff tattooed, it, like we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have more sun. There's going to be better vegetation. Like everything's going to grow. And, you know wow, what I mean? that's, that's pretty deep. Um, yeah, man. Like, like you have a lot of that there, there's other cultures, other tribes that, that will, uh, you know, they, they, they've tattooed for the purpose of, um, okay, like, I need to mark myself so you know you know who I am before we, we speak. Mm. Um, so, like, like the tribe that we saw in Indonesia, the Mentawai, uh, a lot of them are all getting tattooed now. It's kind of been revived, thankfully. Um, but the, the shaman of the village, for instance, pretty much has to be tattooed. Mm. Like, you can be part of the tribe and you don't have to have any tattoos, but if you're the shaman, you have to have tattoos. Um so if you're covered, if you have a certain kind of composition of the tattoos, like people can, they're already going to know, but just by looking at you from afar, they're like, all right, you're the shaman of the village. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's tribes that'll tattoo and they're like, all right, like one of the tribes we were trying to go see in Borneo, for instance, um, you get specific tattoos after you bring back the head of a warring tribe. So Whoa. if you got like three of these tattoos, <laughs> like, all right, you're a fucking... You a G. <laughs> you protector of our, of our, uh, you know, our hood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, he brought back three, three heads. Nobody's like, fucking with like, us from now crazy, on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Wow, that's but you see, it's, I think most things that we when we think about it, we break it down to like the love we just did. It comes down to like a practical thing, right? Like you said, it's like I don't know who you if we're in, if we're in the damn forest and we look, you know, we can't really identify each other, but if you have a mark on you. I'm going to identify where you come from, right? So it's like that. it comes down to a practical level or then it comes down to a spiritual level. You just mentioned like, yo, if I get this, this is going to bring us, you know, some good crops for the year, right? So I think at the end of the day, these things, all aspects of life, and then like you just mentioned tattooing, it comes down to this part of that what makes us human, right? We think about the things that are practical and then we think about things that are that are spiritual within us. I think that's what makes like any artistry a beautiful thing, right? Because we do things for practical matters and also spiritual matters. And I think it makes it funny, and I'm sure you can maybe appreciate that as a tattoo artist, is the stigma that getting tattoos has. Obviously, in my, obviously, I can't speak for other countries, but like America, for example, right? You know, the stigma that it, that is had to have a tattoo is seen is seen as unprofessional, right? Or like unbecoming, or like you know, you're like I don't know. A, a thug or something who knows right so these are these connotations of having tattoos meanwhile these things have been happening for hundreds if not thousands of years <laughs> yeah so. forever man forever <laughs> i mean to give you an example like on a on a way different side of things obviously this was a bit later but um i forget what time period exactly i want to say maybe like 1700s 1800s but like in england for instance um 
like royalty would have tattoos and if you had really? tattoos at that time in that region um you know it, it was basically like okay like i can i can access a tattoo and i can afford a tattoo because i'm fucking royalty oh know? wow um and they weren't like out like showing them off or nothing it's <laughs> stuff that like you know maybe like i don't know uh 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 a fucking princess and a and a duke or whatever meet at a ball and then they go back to their room and hang out and then she's pulling up her you know what I mean yeah yeah, 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 yeah. tattoo on her leg or something yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the only situations where you're gonna see it yeah but, take a look at this crown know, for a while it was like a, a a whole different thing in that region and then like it, it, that, that's the thing man you look at any different time period any different region in the world like there's such a rich tattoo history and pretty much every continent every country has some kind of history with tattooing whether it be for for bad intentions good intentions like there's always something knowledge is power as they say <laughs> yeah, all right la- last segment these are like lightning round questions so let's try to answer them uh, in in brief um let's do it. all right how many tattoos you got i have no clue <laughs> <laughs> If I had to guess, maybe 35, 40, I don't know. 35, really? Looking at you, it doesn't like you have that many tattoos, though. That's crazy. 35? Yeah, I mean, most of the visible ones are just, like, on my arms. I got, like, a few on my lower legs, but a lot of it's, like, on my thighs. And oh, okay. I don't know. I'd, I'd say something like that. Maybe Thir- a little less, but I would say <laughs> no less than, like, 30. All right, 30, 30. Who is... The most, I think we we got it. We got into this sort of. I want to. I want to clarify in case I have to edit it out. Who is the most famous person you have ever tattooed? I would say Solange, man. Like, I, probably depending on the person, like who they're more a fan of. Like, yeah. they, for some people, they probably say like OBJ, but uh-huh. I would say Solange. Like for me, that that that's the that's the biggest uh-huh. person. Like, I've always been a fan of her music. She's amazing, and she just gets bigger and bigger. Like. Solange. And for those that don't know, again, that might not know Solange. Solange is Solange, Solange Knowles, Beyonce's yeah. sister, also a respectable artist on All Right Solange. And OBJ is Odell Beckham Jr., who was a wide receiver, who is a wide receiver in the NFL, and previously played for the New York Giants. Superstar yes. there. So yeah, so just to clarify for some people that might not know who they are. All right. <laughs> All right. Who is... <laughs> who's the least famous person you tattooed? <laughs> oh, least favorite person... That Roderick? Was, uh, would, it, would it be Roderick? No, no, no. He's the best. He's the best, man. <laughs> Rod, shout out to Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tattooing him soon, too. We're going to have a big tattoo on the way, so you'll, nice. you'll see it soon. Man. Nice, nice, nice. Um, least favorite person. There was this one time this dude came in, and I had to, uh, I had to tattoo his ass cheek. And dude probably should have showered before he came in, but he didn't. And that was that was a little actually no worse than that. There was a lady. There was a lady that I had to tattoo her lower back, and she obviously didn't shower. I think she actually <laughs> kind of tried to sneak out a fart when I was tattooing her. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be here right now. Oh my goodness! All right, that was actually my next question. What is the weirdest place you've had to tattoo? somebody yeah like awesome <laughs> <laughs> honestly nothing 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 crazy like um nothing crazy I, I i'd say as far as just weird like i did tattoo one girl it was like kind of i don't even know what you call that area like in between your fingers oh um, oh gosh jesus yeah so like i did a little <laughs> tattoo there but that was kind of cool and then this one dude got his his uh, thumbnail tattooed, what? which 
I guess he wanted the tattoo, but he didn't really want the tattoo because obviously, if you really wanted it, you would have got it on skin. So, <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, "You sure you want to pay money to get this?" This is it safe to, to to tattoo on a thumbnail? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't do it deep enough to where it, like goes through. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it was it was that, that was probably the weirdest one. I was like, I don't I don't get it, but cool, let's do it. All right, next question: How many ass cheeks have you tattooed? <laughs> Can you say no? Like I say, hey, I want I want this in my ass. Can you say no? Nah, I'm not doing that. Oh no, for sure. So like, so like the 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 shit that I didn't want to do that was when I first started. I was just kind of like, <laughs> I have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but especially now, I'm way more selective. Like even if I don't know, if someone has like a really bad idea and I just think it's gonna be a bad tattoo, mm. I'm just like nah. But uh, but no, I've definitely turned some stuff down. There there was like a, I guess like a self proclaimed witch that came to the shop one time like five or six years ago oh my God. When i didn't tattoo um because she was crazy and uh <laughs> there's been a there's been a good handful of people where i was like i'm not gonna tattoo. <laughs> all right what's been uh, what's been the weirdest piece that you have tattooed on someone I tattooed, I tattooed an ear of corn resting on another ear of corn <laughs> on this kid's ass cheek. <laughs> what? He just turned 18. Um, he didn't want his mom to see it. And I was like, you know, he could put it a lot of other places. <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, I want it on my ass cheek. I was like, why, why corn? Do you, did you grow up on a farm? Like, he's like, I just really like corn. <laughs> And I was like, I guess I'll just stop asking questions. Like, oh, my God. Do you not laugh when you're doing this tattoo? Like, I'm fucking tattooing corner this guy's I, I ass. Definitely, I definitely did a bit. I definitely <laughs> did a bit. But I was just like, I was like, obviously it's important to him somehow. So I'm just going to. Yo. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> All right. What's up? Okay. So that going back to the podcast, what's a cool, like international piece by international i mean it's something you've you know done on someone not like internationally but what's like a uh something ethnic cultural that you have done like those like this is really dope that was like maybe part of that person's culture um i think the coolest and we still need to we still need to finish it actually i'm gonna i'm gonna message her right after this um <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a tribe in Taiwan, I believe in the east of Taiwan or northeast. Um, there's a few different ways to say their name, but I guess one of the common ways to say it is the the Atayel. And uh, so there's a girl that I know whose mother is from that tribe originally, mm. and um, she came in and we did. I think we've done like maybe maybe only one or two sessions so far, but she is getting this pattern, which is like red and black, um, that comes from, I think it's like a lot of their textiles. So she brought in a few references, um, of like, I'll tell y'all textiles and we're, we've been tattooing that. And a lot of times I don't want to tattoo tribal stuff necessarily. Um, 
I'll generally tell the person like go to that tribe you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, but because it's like she's of that tribe like she knows exactly what it is the meaning she had the the, the accurate reference um, and they don't have existing tattooers anymore doing the, the the traditional tattoos I'm sure there's some some younger people from the tribe like doing like a revival um, mm. but uh, that, that was kind of like one of the things where I was like all right like I'll make the exception because like you're cool everything checks out like let's do it and that one's really really nice like when when I finish that one you're definitely gonna see it on my Instagram it's yeah that'd be dope. dope that'd be dope all right last final question uh, you can answer this in 60 seconds or less. What would you say to someone that might be an aspiring tattoo artist and also wants to travel the world like you have? What advice would you give them? Man, I would say just do it. Like, it's not going to be easy. Getting into the tattoo industry is not easy. Um, traveling around the world isn't easy until it is easy. You know what I mean? Like, just do it. I don't, I don't know if I have any solid advice of, like, do this step, do that step, do this step, but... If, if you're serious about getting into tattoos, uh, you really respect the art and uh, you're going to stick with it and work hard and put your head down and not try to, you know, be this famous tattoo artist, then go for it. Just do it. If you're trying to travel, buy the damn ticket and go. You know, people are always like, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. Do it. Just do it. That's all, all right. I got to say. Sponsored by, by Kevin and Nike. That's great to know. That's great to yeah. <laughs> Awesome. hope you enjoyed that episode kevin i most definitely did um again like i said at the beginning of my intro this is a little bit of a different episode some of you might be thinking what tattoo artists abroad for those that are used to my episodes where i interview people living in different places but eventually with this show uh what i want to do i want to what i will continue to do is to interview people from a variety of backgrounds so not just oh x person is living in x country right like obviously that's still going to be important going to be the meat of the show but i also want to interview people from a variety of backgrounds that do different things i think that adds again adds more perspective it adds layers it adds more color to um this palette i'm trying to use this artistry lingo (laughs) so this palette that is my podcast but um yeah so i'm glad that kevin took out the time and i definitely learned a lot about tattooing and just like how he views it right as as an artist because again i'm a musician so i kind of in some aspects i can relate to him as in, in his artistry um but yeah i hope you enjoy that episode um next week we're back to not knowing what i'm gonna have or what i'm gonna do i'm thinking of doing a solo episode i've had a lot of questions a lot of good questions from different people about just living abroad and very specific questions that i think might be best to answer in a solo episode. Um, yeah, I've had some inspiration to do that. So you're probably going to get a solo episode from me um, next week. Stay tuned. Or maybe I might have somebody on. You never know with me in this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. And also don't forget to follow my Instagram page at Living Color Abroad. See you next week. This is Living Color Abroad. Peace.